0: you are listening to Press Church Podcast, please enjoy this week's message. The title of my sermon is called, Let Him Speak. Let Him Speak. I was reminded as I was studying of The Lion King, the movie. And do y'all remember the scene where the hyenas had just gotten beat by Mufasa they're hiding. And that one hyena tells the other hyena, he says the name Mufasa. And the hyena that's played by Whoopi Goldberg, she says, oh, there's power in that name. She says, say it again, say it again. He said Mufasa. She goes, oh, it sends a shudder down my spine. There's something about that name. And then Scar, Mufasa's brother, shows up and they're talking about Mufasa and they kind of get scared and they say, oh, it's just you, Scar. But there's something about that name Mufasa. Earlier in that scene, Mufasa's son and friend, Simba and Nyla, had snuck into the elephant graveyard. Y'all remember that scene? And they're running away from those same hyenas And they get caught in this elephant rib cage. And Simba tries to roar and scare the hyenas. And he goes, remember that? And they start laughing at him. So he tries to build up as much courage as he can. And he goes to roar again. But this time, little Simba's voice is dwarfed by Mufasa's voice, who roars into it. And you see the eyes of Mufasa get big. I mean, the hyena's eyes get big. And all you see is this big Paul come and take away the three hyenas because there's something about the voice. There's something about the name. There's something about the voice. As part of God's family and as his sons and daughters, we get protected by... That voice. So I want to encourage you today, help you today, hopefully remind you today to let Him speak over your life today. In Psalms 29, verse 4, King David writes, The voice of the Lord is powerful, the voice of the Lord is full. Of majesty. It's full of glory. It's full of splendor. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. So I want to talk to you today about how the voice of the Lord is powerful in your life. I want to talk to you today about how the voice of the Lord is full of majesty in your life specifically. Earlier this week, as I was reading in the morning and, and praying before I started work. Uh, my wife has this, uh, she bought me um, this journal Bible that's covered in, it's not leather. I don't know what it is. Maybe it is leather. Okay, it's leather. Sure, why not? And it's, it's just this real fancy looking Bible. And, and, and as you open it, there's these lines on either side of the Bible. And, and I told my wife a long time ago, before we even had kids, that I wanted a journal Bible that, that I could be writing in and I could, I could put notes in and I could highlight and, and I could just I could just uh, in, in one way uh, destroy this Bible with all of my notes, all of my thoughts, all the, the preaching things that I could do because I wanted to hand it down to my children as I got older. And so she bought me that and it stayed in a book, in a box hidden for a long time and, uh, around the COVID time. Uh, I pulled it out and I had it by my desk and and I've just started writing and circling and and highlighting and just doing things in that Bible. Um, But it's unique because it's uh, an English standard ESV Bible. I I, I usually am uh, am locked into New King James and so uh, it's got a little bit of a different twist Uh, to some of the readings uh, that I'm used to. And so it's kind of opened uh, my eyes as I've read this kind of different translation. And I was reading in Psalms, Psalms uh, uh, 32, verse seven, and this sermon kind of uh, came to light through this scripture right here. You, talking about God, God is a hiding place for me. You preserve me from your trouble. Look at this. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. How is the voice of the Lord powerful over my life? The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Well, let's make it personal today. How is the voice of the Lord powerful in my life? And it says in Psalm 32 that God surrounds you with shouts of deliverance, Not shouts of failure, not shouts of condemnation, not shouts of you're an idiot, but what he yells out from his throne is shouts of deliverance. And let's look at some of the ways that God shouts deliverance around you. Psalms 34 verse 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me. And he delivered me from all of my fears. His shouts of deliverance that surround you will remove and clear out all of your fears. Praise God. We all in some way, shape, or form have fears in our lives. But he's shouting deliverance to clear the fears Out of you it says in the scriptures that perfect love cast out all fears John tells us that God is love so the perfect God is the one who cast out all fears he's shouting the sounds of deliverance around you and when he shouts deliverance around you the first thing that it does is remove all fears that's a pretty good start. Psalms 34. We'll stay in verse in chapter 34 and we'll drop down to verse 17. It says, the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears. And look what he does. And the Lord delivers them. The Lord delivers you out of all of your troubles. He surrounds me with shouts. Of deliverance. And as I'm being surrounded by that powerful voice of God, He's removing all fear and now He's removing all troubles. I don't know about you, but me being here on this earth, having a wife, having kids, having a job, having another job, having a third job, having a house, having a dog, having a cat, having a vehicle. Caleb, where you at? We have troubles in our lives, right? We have troubles in our lives, but it says that He'll bring deliverance to all of our troubles. Here's some more Psalms 107, verse 20. And He sent His word, and it healed them, and it delivered them from their destruction. From their destruction meaning I put myself in that position to cause destruction to happen. We all have that friend, that family member, that person at work that just can't do no right. They just keep finding themselves in trouble, keep finding themselves struggling, keep finding themselves. And it says that he sent his word and he healed them and he delivered them from their destruction. Fear. Trouble, sickness, destruction, all removed by that powerful voice. If you let it surround you, what he'll do is shout deliverance. Jesus says, you will know the truth, and the truth is what's going to set you free. I am presenting the truth to you so that you can have a knowledge of it, so that you can let him speak. Chances are you have been letting other people speak into your situation. You've been letting your own self speak into your situation, which has caused fear, which has caused trouble, which has caused all these issues. You've listened to other people tell you. You've listened to the news. You've listened to the media. You've listened to all these things. And it's time to let him speak because when he speaks, his voice is powerful. And when he speaks... What he shouts is not, you're wrong, I hate you, you're a sinner. He shouts deliverance and freedom over his people. You see, he's not shouting over just anybody. If you read in Psalms 29, it's talking about the righteous person. This is a benefit that is exclusive to his family. He wants to shout deliverance over all of humanity. He sent his son. It says it is God's desire that no one should perish, but there are people still perishing. But there are benefits, there are additions, there are things that benefit us if we are in the family of God. And one of those things, as a righteous son and daughter of the Most High God, is him shouting deliverance over us. Here's another one, Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. He, talking about Jesus, has delivered. It's already been done. Remember that small little phrase, it is finished? That was Jesus using his powerful voice to start yelling out deliverance over humanity. Devil, you've been defeated. God, it's time for us to roar over the people he has delivered us from the power of darkness and he has conveyed us he has moved us he has transferred us into the kingdom of the son of his love he has delivered us not only from darkness praise God that it says in John chapter 1 that where light is darkness cannot be so he removed us from darkness. He took us out of the camp of Satan, out of the world, and he put us in the kingdom of God. I'm thankful for that. But that is not all that God did. He also delivered us from the power that darkness had on us. When you keep falling back down. It says that a righteous man will stand back up. God will use His hand, and he'll lift you back up. He's broken the power of darkness off of our life. He's delivered us from fear, delivered us from trouble, he's delivered us from sickness, our own destruction, he's delivered us from darkness. And he's delivered us from the power that the darkness thinks that it has on us. That it keeps reminding us and trying. Just like Satan with Adam and Eve. Did God really tell you that? Just like after Jesus had fasted for 40 days. As Satan starts delivering another option around the cross. Just bow down to me and I'll give you the kingdom's. Eat the bread, turn the stones into bread. Did God really tell you He's gonna raise you from the dead? Did God really tell you all of these things? And He's still whispering those same dumb lies in your ear. Is the Bible true? Does God really love you? Does God really care about you? We've let Him speak too much in our ears, and it's time to let God speak. Because his voice is powerful. And you know, God is in the deliverance business. I want to remind you of that today. He's in the deliverance business. You might, in your current situation, in your current lifestyle, in your current moment, feel like God has never delivered you. But God has been delivering people for years and years and decades and centuries and all the way since the beginning, God has been in the deliverance business. God decided when he was going to deliver the Israelites out of Egypt, and he said, today's the day, and one to two million people walked out of slavery. If he could deliver one to two million people in one night, I just have you believe just a little bit of faith that he could deliver you in your circumstance by yourself. But so typical of humanity, the Israelites get brought out of Egypt. They get delivered out of Egypt. It says that there was not one feeble among them. Not only did they get delivered, they got healed. Not only did they get delivered and healed, it says that they went and knocked on the doors and said, hey, I know you're hurting, I know you're in pain, but could you give me your gold necklace? It says that they robbed and pillaged the Egyptians as they left. So they left delivered, they left healed, they left prosperous, they left out of Egypt in one night, and they got to the Red Sea, and just like all of humanity, they said, God, why would you bring us here to die? The armies behind us, the sea's in front of us. Do you even care? When have you ever delivered me? When have you ever done anything? And God could have said, well, I hate you. Go back to slavery or drown in the sea. But that's not who God is. God says, I'll make a way where there seems to be no way. And he splits the sea. I'll keep delivering you. I'll keep delivering you. The scripture says, even when I'm faithless, he's still faithful. Praise God. And as the Israelites walked through the desert, he handed them in their hands all of their enemies. But at the same time, he delivered them from their hunger by putting manna in their hands. Delivered them from their enemy and delivered them. God is in the delivery business. God delivers his son. As Jesus dies on the cross, he goes down into Guiana. He goes down into hell. He goes down into Abraham's bosom. And he clears it out. Abraham, King David... All of those who had believed, you've been here long enough, come up with me to heaven. And those who had been in hell, who had been in Abraham's bosom for years and decades and centuries, in one moment, Jesus delivers them. God is in the delivery business and business is good. And business is good. And hopefully, raising your faith to believe that God wants to shout deliverance around you. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord, Psalms 29 verse 4 says, the voice of the Lord is full of majesty. As I was reading Psalms 32, verse 7, and I saw you surround me with shouts of deliverance, I was reminded of a, song, of, a, of, a, of a verse in Zephaniah, Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17, also talking about the children of Zion, also talking about the Israelites, also talking about those who have a covenant with God, and he says, the Lord your God is in your midst. A mighty one who will save. Look at this. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. And this is where we're honing in. He will exalt over you. Look at this. Loud singing. With loud singing. Shouting of deliverance. Powerful voice from God. But also a voice full of majesty. Where he'll exalt over you with loud Singing, that word exaltation in the Hebrew means to rejoice, means to be glad, means to be joyful. It means to dance, leap for joy, spinning around. Imagine that, God spinning around joyfully, dancing over you, singing over you. We all just offered up, in Hebrews it talks about that we offer up a sacrifice of praise, giving praise with our lips, which we did in worship just now. Some of us can sing, some of us can't. The ones that can are on stage, the one that can't, we're off stage. But imagine the voice of God singing over you. The sound, the song, the whisper, the most beautiful love song ever sang. The most rocking power ballad that has ever been written as he sings over you. And it's a song of joy. There's a, an old uh, metal song, rock song song. Whenever I was growing up, by a band called Three Days Grace. And the song simply said over and over again, I hate everything about you. It's a breakup song. <laughs> now I want you to know that's not the song that God is singing over you and me today. It's not the song that He's singing. See, this is an exclusive right as being a part of the kingdom and the family of God. At night, I I do not have a voice. I barely have a voice now. (laughs) I don't have a voice to sing. My wife was blessed with that. But at night, or in the middle of the night, when my daughter wakes up, she wants me to go in her bed and help her go to sleep she asked me to sing the church songs. Because I don't have, Maddie sings Twinkle Twinkle. She's not as spiritual as me, okay? She's not. (laughs) She sings Twinkle Twinkle to our baby girl. But she also rubs uh, Eliza's nose, sings Twinkle Twinkle. It's their little thing. But when I go in there, y'all aren't there. Facebook Live isn't on. We're not recording it and putting it on YouTube. A couple, like a month ago, Eliza woke up in the middle of the night, and Maddie was in there, and I went in there, and she was sick or something. And she said, Dad, would you sing me the church songs? I'm going to look like a jerk after I finish this story. But Maddie was in there, and I was like, oh, no, I'm not singing in front of your mom. I'm not, like she can... She can leave or she's going to stay with you, but I'm not, I'm not going to sing the, the church songs in front of her. But it's, it's in the family. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to come to your house tonight when you can't go to sleep, crawl in bed with you, and sing a church song to you to help you go to sleep. You're, you're, I'm sorry. Uh, it's not one of my pastoral duties. <laughs> but my daughter gets that because she's family. It's a benefit that she gets. That I get to lay right next to her face to face and sing the church songs to her until she falls asleep. That you being a part of the family of God, the people on the outside, they don't get that same experience Those that are away from God, those that haven't chose Jesus. those Now, Jesus loves them. He wants to speak to them. He wants to help them. But I see in Zephaniah, he's talking specifically to the Israelites. In Psalms, he's specifically talking about the shouts of deliverance to the righteous man. You should be honored and you should be thankful as a son and daughter of God that he wants to sing a church song to you. And it's unique to you in his relationship. What he sings to me might be different than what he sings to you. And it might be a different season where he sings a powerful song or a soft song or a love song. He sings songs of joy as he dances around you. In Psalms 147, verse 10 through 11, it kind of reaffirms What I'm talking about. He, talking about God, does not delight in the strength of horses. He takes no pleasure in the legs of man. But what he does, the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, respect him, honor him, and in those who hope in his mercy. This song is not just for everybody, it's for you being a part of the family of God. His voice is full of majesty. And he's singing over you today. Joyful, joyful. What was it, Sister Act or Sister Act 2? Joyful, joyful. Lord, we adore you. Verse, Psalms 18, verse 19. Do I have that up there? Yeah. Look at this. Combining the two things together. He also brought me out into a broad place. Look at this. He delivered me. Why? Why did he deliver me? Because he delighted in you. Because he delighted in you. Because you're part of his family and he wants to sing over you. He knows that it's been rough. He knows that you've been struggling. He knows that you've fallen down and you've scraped your knee in life. He knows that you're tired. He knows that you're weary. And he wants you to rest and lay down and just listen to him sing. Let him speak. You've been listening to so many other voices and the one voice that loves you, the one voice that can take care of you, the one voice that can heal you, the one voice that can wipe it all away, you've chose to ignore. Let him speak. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 10 and 11. I love this scripture. Isaiah is writing, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My, my soul shall be joyful in my God. Why? Why do I offer my praise? We talked about last week, but grow. And we talked about growing from glory to glory. And we're not talking about receiving the same glory that God receives. We're not talking about the same praise and exaltation that God receives. The same way, we're not talking about the same praise and worship and the exaltation and the glory and the worship that God receives. I'm not trying to receive the same thing. But the reason that I'm rejoicing in him, the reason that my soul, for he has clothed me with a garment of salvation. He took off my dirty clothes. He took off my dead clothes. He brought me out of the grave. I wasn't just a bad guy trying to become good. I was dead in my sins and he brought me back to life. He put on a garment of salvation. And that would have been a good enough thing. But that's not all that he did. He covered me with a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. Verse 11 it says, For as the earth brings forth its bud, and as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth. Look at this. So the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all nations. Before all nations, he wants to sing over you in the quiet times. So when the big bad wolf comes to blow and huff and puff and blow down the house, I don't worry about the wolf. I don't worry about the breath that's being blown upon my house. I'm worried about hearing the voice. I know the big bad wolf is out there, but what I wanna hear is your voice, God. You're the one that can deliver me. You're the one that can save me. You're the one that can heal me. You're the one. So I wanna hear your voice. (laughs) I want you to speak, speak, speak. We've been, baseball season is coming to an end, and we've been practicing with Noah. We've sent him to Dalton. We need to send him back to Dalton. <laughs> but we've been out in the yard practicing on my lunch break or in the middle of the day since I work from home. I'll, I'll go outside. And I've enjoyed the moments with my son to where, yes, we're throwing the ball back and forth or he's, I'm pitching to him so he can try and hit or he's hitting off the tee. But while he's hitting, what he doesn't know is that we're spending time together and we're talking. And he's talking about the new Power Rangers movie. He's talking about the new video game that he's playing. He's talking about Spider-Man. We've been picking blackberries around our property. And me and him are deep in the woods, just me and him, picking and grabbing. While he's batting in private, I'm cheering him on. That was a great hit. That was a great catch. You could do better. Let's do this in the real game. You could throw that harder. Come on, buddy. And I'm singing songs over him, songs of exaltation. I'm dancing around him when he makes that pop fly. I'm jumping with him when he hits that ball to the fence. And then we go to the game, and he's had some ups and downs this season, struck out a couple of times, but this last game, he finally got a hit. He finally got a hit. The last two or three games, he struck out. He he's had some rough games that we've walked through, walked through some failure. But what we had done in private prepared him for what was happening on the big stage. And he got a hit, and we're all there cheering and yelling and hooping on, and, and he gave us a thumbs up at first base. God wants to do the same thing. He wants to sing loud songs of exaltation around you in the private times. in the private times that we, we interact with God, because, yes, it says in the, the, the scriptures that tribulation's coming. Something's going to happen in the future. But instead of being fearful, instead of being caught up in the trouble, I want to remember the sounds of deliverance being shouted over me. I want to remember the joyful songs being sung. So when it comes to the moment, I don't break like the rest of us. I don't break like the world when that pressure sits on me. I let him speak. I let him speak in the quiet times so that when I stand up in the middle of the storm, I don't hear the thunder. I hear peace be still. And as we finish, let him speak into your lives today. He wants to speak over you by shouts of deliverance and loud singing of exaltation. Shouts of deliverance and loud singing. Let him drown out the noise of life and struggles by listening to his voice. Both scriptures said shouts of deliverance and loud singing. But the issue is we've let shouts of this world and loud singing of our surrounding block out the noise of God. It's time for us to let him speak. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 9 this is my last scripture. Finish in with this. Samuel is a young boy, and he's with the high priest, Eli. He's with the the priest, Eli, and he's in the temple. And he's laying in bed, and he hears somebody say, Samuel, Samuel, and he gets up and he runs to Eli. And it happens two or three times, and Eli says, I I didn't call you. I didn't call you. I didn't call you. Go back to bed. I didn't call you. And finally, in verse 9, 1 Samuel chapter 3, it says, Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be. If he calls you, then you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. And this is so crucial. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. And he heard God call him again. Samuel, Samuel. You can read in verse 10 and 11. Samuel said, speak, Lord, I'm here. Speak, Lord, I'm listening. And this is something that we're not good at doing in life. Going to the place, your place, and laying down. Being quiet before God. I'm guilty of it, too. We get in bed. We have our phone on. We've got TVs on. We've got music playing, we've got kids running, we've got dogs barking, we've got wives and husbands talking amongst each other, we've got emails dinging, text messages boinging. We've got all these noises going all around us and it's blocking out the most important thing that you should be listening to. Lord, now, even now, don't let me, don't let the shouts and the loud noises be anything other than your voice. Make it a priority to go to your spot and lie down and be quiet. Because the Lord is speaking. The voice of the Lord is powerful, the voice of the Lord is full of majesty. And when he comes to talk to you, it's not condemnation that he's bringing. It's not anger that he's bringing. It's not frustration in where have you been? What have you been doing? When God comes and sees Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve said, I've been hiding. We realized we were naked. God was calling out to Adam, Adam, where are you? Where are you? Adam and Eve showed up. They present themselves. They said, we were hiding. We were embarrassed. We hadn't spent time with you. We were naked. We we did all these things. And God's voice is not a voice of anger. It's a shout of deliverance. Who told you that you were naked and ashamed? Because I didn't tell you that. That's not my voice. And that's not the voice that he's speaking over you today. Let him speak. And if you let him speak, what he's going to shout is deliverance. There's fear in your life. If there's trouble, somehow you've been taken over by the power of darkness. He wants to deliver you from all those things. And then he wants to celebrate with you. He wants to dance with you again. He wants to sing with you again. He wants to sing joyful songs. And let the joy of the Lord, it says, be your strength today. Let's stand up as we get ready to go. Let him speak. 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 Father, we let you speak today. Just like Samuel, this week let us find time to go to our quiet, private place, and rest. Each and every person here, they're so busy. There's so much on their agenda. There's so many things going on. But Father, let us make time to hear your voice. Even now. Tell the Lord today, here I am, Lord, speak to me. Here I am, Lord, speak to me. Here I am, Lord, speak to me. Let me hear your voice this week because I need deliverance in my life. There's so much craziness in the world. I need joy to help me. I'm so rigid and tired and frustrated and so focused on what I have to do that I've, I've, I've lost time in just dancing with Jesus. Here I am, Lord. Speak, Lord. I'm listening. This week, speak, Lord. I'm listening. I choose to let you speak over my life. Because I know when you speak, I'll be delivered. I'll be set free. I'll be forever changed by one word. Father, I thank you for these people today. I thank you that you're speaking into their lives. You're singing over them. You're delivering them today. I declare scripture and the word of God over their lives, that they are blessed and highly favored. They are the head and not the tail. They are above and not beneath. They're blessed in the city, and they're blessed in the field. They're blessed where they are right now, and they're blessed in the future that you're bringing them into. Father, I thank you everything they put their hands to prospers I think you the favor of God surrounds them like a shield. They have favor with God and with man. Father, I thank you that their body is the temple of the Most High God. Then by Jesus' stripes, they are already healed. Father, I thank you that they have the mind of Christ. Father, I thank you that right now, they are the salt and light of the earth. We are a city set on a hill that refuses to be hidden. Father, it says in your word that everywhere we go, we diffuse the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ. So I am an atmosphere in a room changer. When I walk into work on Monday, the atmosphere changes. When I walk into my house, the atmosphere changes. When I walk into my car, the atmosphere changes. When I walk into the store, the atmosphere changes as I diffuse the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ everywhere I go. We are believers, therefore we believe that miracle signs and wonders follow us everywhere we go. We lay hands on the sick and they recover. We speak to those devils and tell them to go, and we command life into the dead. In Jesus' name, thank you for your power. We thank you for your authority. We thank you that you have a powerful voice and you've given us that voice by using the authority of Jesus' name. Let us use that this week to be agents of change in this community. Now, Father, bless and protect these people. Call your face to shine upon each and every one of them and give them peace and bring them back safely next Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you all next Sunday. Take care, family. Be good. Thank you for listening to Press Church Podcast. If you would like more information about us or are interested in giving to our ministry, you can click the link in our bio or visit presschurch.org. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Press Church SC and have a great week.